This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. Thank you for stopping by. This has come up in certain versions of different episodes, just a little bit, and it's something I keep thinking about. And the question is, what determines if an action is good or evil? I think the short version is there's not a clear-cut answer, but I found this article on catholiceducation.org, and they kind of broke down their approach to it, that uh, actions are broken down into the object, the circumstance, and the intention. And basically, if you make your action with knowledge, then it can be considered good or evil. Um, I think something I thought about that kind of popped up, I have a few different examples, but like, if your motivation isn't for good, but someone receives it as good, would you still consider it to be a, a moral, a, a good action? Give me an example of that. Okay, so I have a few. Uh, one, you're walking, you and I are walking down the street with, and there's strangers next to us. Someone pops out with a gun. My fight or flight takes over, knock the gun out of the guy's hand, and they run away. And the stranger's like, thank you for saving my life. I did it 100% to protect myself, but it's like, I, I don't, you know, it's like, is that a good action? Or, hey, man, I want to paint you a picture for free. I want to give it to you. I, I'm working on becoming an artist and I'm doing it because I need something to be doing. It's a selfish reason, but it benefits you. And then one other one I thought of was um, if, I'm, if I want to give you some furniture or give away furniture because it's cluttering my house, like I don't want it anymore. It could be valuable to the person receiving it, but I'm giving it away because I don't want it and I just want it out of here. So all of those like to the receiver are all seem like good actions, but I don't know if they're rooted in a pure, good, selfless act. You see what I'm saying? You know, the painting one's interesting because I think that's the best of the best acts in that you're trying to make yourself happy. You're trying to do something for yourself. And in the process, you're making somebody else happy as well. So I think that's like good atop good. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess, would you agree that there are circumstances where someone receives your actions or, or the result as a, uh, a positive thing, even though your intentions weren't pure? Well, you got this article from catholiceducation.org or whatever, and religion in general is trying to make things simple and black and white. Right. So I agree with you. Like it's not all black and white. It's not that way. So yes, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it was just the, the thing most in line with what my idea was, if it's good, or there, there's like the, the famous question, if you could go back in time and murder the baby <laughs> Hitler or baby Stalin, would you do it? Like, would you can, would you commit, something would you do something evil for the greater good and then at some point like what's good and evil becomes subjective i mean there's things that are cut and dry but these fringe cases are not the real life example of that is dietrich bonhoeffer who was like a german theologian who was really involved i believe i had this right that he was really involved in a plot to kill hitler mm -hmm. so like you're a theologian you're a man of the cloth and you're trying to kill Hitler, like even in that extreme circumstance, is that okay? Right. And I, if you if you paint things in black and white, then no, it's not. So I mean, I don't I don't really know what the right answer is. And 
uh, yeah, I, I, I just keep on, it, it, it pops up in my life a lot. And I'm, and I, I don't know why I'm just like, well, if you do something good, can it not be selfish? I think we've talked about this before. My small version of this is that I'm always, my kid's school is like incredibly soft. I grew up in a public school where there was fights all the time, right? People getting in fights and people picking on each other. That never happens in my kid's schools. But I'm always telling them like, you can always stick up for someone. Like if you see something going down and you have to get in a fight or you have to shove someone, or if you have to do something physical or even shout someone down to stick up for another person, I want to teach my kid that. Right. And so you could argue, well, that's not the right way to do things, but I want them to know if someone's getting picked on, you always have the right in my house to stand up for them no matter what. Well, yeah. And also you have the right to stand up for yourself. I think that's that's another thing that it's a gray area where it's not okay to be fighting people. But like at some point, you can only turn the other cheek so much until you get destroyed. And so, like, you have to be able to stand up for yourself. And there's no cut and dry to that because. If after a while you're getting a report once a week that your kid punched someone in the nose, like every single week, that's too much. But if some, like if there's uh, context matters, I guess. Standing up for yourself is a really tough one. I've kind of been thinking about this. Like how much do you let your boss tell you what to do and pile work on you as opposed to saying like, you know what? I need to stick up for myself and say, this is not my job responsibility. I know this isn't moral, but I, I always... I kind of been wondering about this, like how much should you stick up for yourself? Yeah, I don't know if she listens to the show, but Tammy Friend, you've met her before. Yes. She's changed jobs and she's she was a nurse for a long time and now she works still in the medical field, but more of a office space. But like her boss was like, hey, I need you to proofread my daughter's like work <laughs> a school project. And she's like, no, it's not my job. Um, but I think that you could kind of, very much generalize each of the generations that are alive right now and how they would respond to their boss. I think the older generations would be like, you got to do what you got to do. And I think the youngest generation is possibly why we have the great resignation going on right now. It's like, you know what? I don't need this. I can find other ways to go. So I, I don't know. There isn't <laughs> context. There isn't a good level of like, at what point do you have to say no to your boss? Yeah, I tease my friends who are big time and have admins, and I'm always like, hey, can you go to your admin and be like, hey, can you get my wife something lacy for our anniversary? The, the, the part that I like about this article is the ends justifying the means. Does the ends always justify the means? And I think a lot about that like in the context of Silicon Valley, people that go work for the big tech companies like Facebook, like Nick Clegg, who is the deputy prime minister of England, for God's sakes. He's been hired by Facebook to do all of their communications right you see them when they roll out like um instagram is bad for teens and he gets on there's like well it kind of is like so he's he's taking this job for facebook to be their mouthpiece but he's getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to do this so is it okay to work for facebook for five years to make your hundred million dollars but you're doing the bidding of the devil and then he's going to go on and live his life i don't you know i feel like you're dirty in silicon valley you get dirty working for these social media companies that are ruining our democracy is Facebook the devil? Well, partially. Wow. It's the arm of the devil. I think more visible cases like that are easier to say. The ends probably don't justify the means. But if you kind of curve it down a little bit, you're like, all right, well, what if I make $500,000 this year? Is yeah. that too much? And, yeah. and the, I think it's it's subjective on, on what 
what is too much? And all that to say is I'm still confused on, on what it is. And, and there's no, I mean, we're all human and there's, everyone's going to have a different definition of what the right thing to do was. There's some things that are more clear cut, but life is messy. And, and the more we get through it, the each case is different. I'll just shave off my morals for like two years and then I will, I'll be the best person in the whole wide world. Your Chris Dash, is that your morals? You'll shave that off? <laughs> there is nothing moralistic about the Chris Dash. Well, if you can't tell by listening, Larry has a, a pretty oh. thick mustache going on right now. We're going to have a Tom Selleck competition. Oh, yeah. Here. Well, if you know what's right and wrong, please reach out. But as I repost a podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, I'm Andrew Keller for The Other Eye, saying thanks for stopping by.